0: Time has come for you to be the change you want them to be. Yeah, no more running around filled with all hypocrisy. Yeah, it starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be
1: alright.
0: Just know that it will be alright. It will be alright. It will be.
1: the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate.
2: On oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say.
0: You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So, let's get started. This episode is sponsored by JD Accountant Services, LLC a mother and son-owned black business of accountants with a combination of 42 years of experience. They are located in Boston, Massachusetts, with clients all over the country. Their company specializes in analyzing your earnings in comparison to your output to create a custom financial strategy that fosters long-term stability and success. I want to thank JD Accounting Services for supporting Marsha's Plate, and make sure you check them out on www dot jd Accounting dot com the link is in the bottom of the description box let them know we sent you hey what's up y'all hello
2: hey guys mm. i didn't even say guys i had said guys wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh don't people be tripping about saying guys in the trans community they
2: do <laughs> what are y'all trying to say we're some dudes <laughs> that's what they're very much saying. you of know that. we're sensitive you know
0: Sometimes your hoes are too sensitive, man.
2: You know how the gay boys be like, I want to be hey treated normal. <laughs> That's a normal <laughs> colloquialism. But you got to be sensitive.
0: Yeah, you do. So you got to respect people pronouns. You got to be sensitive to the things that you call them. Bitch, I just got it from off the ground and I'm tired. No <laughs> micro. Oh, shit. You know, all that kind of stuff. But, you know. Well, sometimes because I'm not tripping, I don't be tripping about shit like that. Like, when I hear people say in the context, Hey guys, come on over here, let's have this little meeting, da, 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 da. Like I don't
2: I don't trip. But, but yeah, if after is. you clock my tea and your pronouns switch up, like you know, you try to use like, yeah. Oh, then hey dude, different. how you doing? What's up, bro? Okay. Oh that shit. You is, wasn't doing that yeah. before. Yeah. Like I understand you calling everybody your bros and your, you know, these dudes and stuff, but girl
0: Right. All that. Then you know it's my microaggression, yeah. but mm-hmm. but you know, sometimes I feel, I think, I don't know.
2: Or maybe context to
0: matters you you to me. Like, context matters. It does,
2: because, like, I've seen women get into it with their boyfriends. And, you know, when you get into it, you start to, like, say some stuff. You know how you get upset with somebody? You mm-hmm. would talk to them in a way you would talk to somebody if you're upset. Like, say, for instance, me and Z be getting into it. <clears throat> I'd be like, bro, stop talking to me. Bro. I'm bro now. Oh, first of all, I've <laughs> never said
1: that in my life. Uh,
2: don't listen to me. this. I don't know like where this
1: is coming from. Probably a dream, <laughs> but I never said that. But there has been some time she'd be like, bitch. And i will be like, hold on. <laughs> hold on. See, that's more realistic. But but bro, I don't nah. be
2: calling you a bitch.
0: I'd be like Baby, hey. I, I call a nigga a bitch <laughs> so quick. <weak. laughs> I was talking about that the other week. Well, I'm like... Right. You know, I call a nigga a bitch in a hot second. <laughs> you a bitch ass motherfucking nigga. Because that's
2: how you was acting at that
0: time. <laughs> it has nothing. I'm not saying anything in regards to your gender. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm saying things in regards to how you're acting. You're acting like a man. Me. <laughs> You're acting like a whole motherfucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, I wanted to bring up, um, art, one of my the topic I want to talk about today. So, and it is trans folks and their relationships to society and mental health. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of times when we are initially telling people about our transness, and or you hear conversations about transness in the cis-heteronormative world... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the first things they say is, you know, trans people are mentally ill <laughs> and they should seek professional help.
2: <laughs> right. Well, you know y'all confused, the irony. y'all you confused. You know what you want to do.
0: You know, that's some shit, that's some imbalance. Um, the hotels, the hotels uh, say they the, the white people put something in our food. Right. Blame it on the white man. Blame
1: it on the moms.
0: They were All doing this to our food, and are they putting stuff in our food to effeminize our men. Hormones mm-hmm. in, in the food. Masculate. <laughs> yeah, word. Masculate. And, you know, that's why you see all these punks running around and these transsexuals thinking they're women because they put the hormones in the chicken and they put the hormones in the beef. And, yeah.
1: And the anus is connected to the brain and then the brainwash. Then, yeah. <laughs> yes.
0: Oh, and then when they put the dick in the anus and... Right. and brainwash. Uh, it, it does something to the spine and... The spine is connected to the, the brain, the bone, so you know. When they dush, the they brainwashing,
1: the brainwashing the themselves.
0: the connected to the knee <laughs> <Nemo>. bone. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and then all of that stuff, connection, make the brain turn into a female, mm-hmm. and so they think they're a real female, even though they got a penis And the, in the ancient lands of Kemet, and... <laughs> <laughs> and
2: have this whole, and believe in this whole yeah. theory,
0: <laughs> you like what? But okay. yeah, they need to go to a doctor, a black doctor, to get their mind right—not
2: the white one, because you know they just—you know they go,
0: they gonna that they ain't gonna look out for you like a black doctor would, right? Or or the other ones go to church, pray about it, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's all these theories and with no evidence behind them, right? With no biological <laughs> evidence behind them. Uh, um, that that they want us to go get mental help, but mm-hmm. then when we go, and it's funny coming from Black folks, because you know how they are about mental health. You going to the doctor for some mental health shit is that's white people stuff. Mm-hmm. Black folks don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. You go any kind of anything that got to do with mental go to health, church. Wrong go, to. they want you, you pray. to go to right. People don't go to therapy. Talk to God that's about a, that's it. That's a demon. That's why people pray to the demons out here. <laughs> you <it. laughs> need to go to church and talk to the Lord. <laughs> Let me talk to the pastor. You can talk to him. Like, we, we, we Ain't got n psychology degree. He's been hustling why? you since you was young. <laughs> hustling you on Sunday was so, uh, uh sending around the offering plate four times instead of three, <laughs> like we did last year. <laughs> uh, right. God,
2: I'm not saying prayer, don't worry.
0: Not saying hmm. it, but. I'm saying prayer don't work. Prayer without action Boom. does not work. Amen. <laughs> That's prayer without action does not work. You I'm can sorry. Pray all day long. Ain't shit gonna happen. But a prayer. That's <laughs> it. Thank you. Um. So when we get to the to the to the doctors, they tell us, oh. We got a little science (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that told us something about this. (laughs) And guess what it's called? It's called gender dysphoria here. You know what would be great for you in this gender dysphoria transition? Here's some hormones. Get your body to match your brain and live your life happy. (laughs) That's what the doctor said. Be the real authentic you Mm -hmm. (laughs) with this medication. Thank you so much. For understanding me, doctor. Uh So you go back to the people who told you that you got a mental problem. Well, the doctor said Uh (laughs) that my mental problem is gender dysphoria, and I should transition. Uh And then the and then the people say, no, you don't need to go to that doctor. (laughs) We want the one. doctor that's gonna beat you and shock you to death. <laughs> right. <What is laughs> that, and shock the queer, and beat the gay out of you. What is <laughs> that you, called? Conversion therapy. Right, right. right. So we want the doctors that believe in conversion therapy to converge you to a man. We don't need these doctors who's gonna try to help you be a woman right. or be a man if you're a trans man. We don't want these doctors that's gonna help you with your transition, even though that's what the doctors are gonna do. Right. <laughs> the doctors are you might find some backwoods as doctors like no. This is against my religion. This is against my religion. Because right. I did, but but the science, <laughs> but the ones that are rooted in science, uh-huh. you know, they're like, oh, we know what this is. We right. talked about this in school. We know what this is about. We got an education, and we know. I even how learned much
1: this it. Help you. I even mm-hmm. learned it in psychology class. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. I,
0: in high school, actually, All right. I did in college, it did, they so. didn't. They didn't. Thoroughly go in depth it into um, transsexualism, but right. it was el- excuse me, it was mentioned in the right context, and it's, it's a was? thing. But yeah
1: people try to debunk it. Still, yeah, well, well i weird. must have
2: skipped skip that
0: part. But well, y- you grew up in Texas. See, did too. You didn't hear? Me. I went
1: to. I went to. I learned that in college. Oh, right. Yeah, so that
0: you might learned it be in college. Yeah, oh, okay. mine was That's in different. high school. I thought you meant like in high school. No, okay. and like I said, they didn't go into in depth. Mm-hmm. But it was mentioned in a book. Yeah. <laughs> it was one of the words that was black. You know how the writing they was. They had like... two, la- two, two sentences. <laughs> you had some sentences in a paragraph, but the important words was black and bold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was one of the bold words next to homosexuality. Right. <laughs> homosexuality. had one paragraph. And the right. next
2: to the next topic. then Mm -hmm. it was nothing
0: else (laughs) (laughs) right we were lumped in sexual orientation (laughs) we were lumped into there as if we were not different um it wasn't thorough like i said it wasn't thorough but we were mentioned so i was like "Mm, okay cute (laughs) (laughs) um so i wanted to talk about that because you know that's kind of like a weird thing like they say we're mentally ill and they want us to go get help, but then the doctors support us uh-huh. <laughs> and say, oh, we got some science to support you. We know that there's science out there that says that prior to, like, any hormones being um, administered in... Um, God, what's the name of the institution? Um, in neuroscience, it's a neuro- neurological institution in Amsterdam that did a test on, like, 150 trans people. Uh-huh. And... Prior to transition, and when I say prior to transition, I mean when they knew they were trans, but they didn't do any kind of um, medical transitioning, uh-huh. okay? So before they did any, not to saying that medical, some people, some trans folks don't medically transi- transition, so I'm not saying that they're not trans because they um, didn't medically transition yet, but uh, what I'm saying is this is prior to them medically transition, and they would They brought them in and tested their brains. And in their brains, in male to females, the corpus callosum, I think that's how you pronounce it, it's a part of the brain, was switched, like flipped, like Mm -hmm. female. So an actual structure in their brain was like a woman already. Mm -hmm. Already. And then in females to males, it was flipped like a male. Already before any... Hormones. Hormones were administered before any surgeries, before anything. These things in these trans folks, it was already switched. The brain structure in their brain was already of the gender that they were attesting that this is how I feel. But this is like a physical structure, not just the mind or a feeling. Therefore, rooted in biology. It's it's so many studies. I think that was in two thousand and five. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: There's a um um a movie on Netflix that kind of breaks it down too.
0: The um what about the two trans folks?
2: What was it? Z? Remember we watched
0: it? I'm not sure. Oh, snap. We don't know. You should looked it up for you. We got <laughs> to it <talking>. um, <laughs> But it's so much science out there. I do have us a, a um a article that I wrote um and it's called the bio biopsychology of transsexuality or transsexualism I think it's the biopsychology of transsexualism and you can google it the bi- biopsychology of transsexualism and I have tons of links to research studies about trans folks that you know just kind of go under the radar doctors know about it but the layman does not I and know. it's interesting to um to see all of the things that have been done there's all kinds of um chromosome abnormalities that you could be born with that people don't know about Mm -hmm. like when people love to say you know you guys have a mental illness it's only two sexes it's an x and a y and if you had a y you're a boy and if you have two x's you're a girl
1: it's crazy because it's like humans think so highly of themselves and the egos be so big that it's like this fake ass perfect fabric and we have like we for some reason we forget that we're a part of nature and all types of varieties can come within us as well
0: like one of the analogies that i used to use when i was younger when i try to explain it to people i'm like like it it just doesn't make sense what you're trying to tell me like what you're trying to tell me like it's just a girl and a boy and nothing else in between when you look at a tulip a a flower, the tulip, and you look at a bed of tulips that somebody has planted and they put their seeds in the ground and they have grown into all of these different tulips that Mm -hmm. you see, Uh when you look from far away you just see nothing but red tulips like they look exactly like the green stem and the stalks and then the red bulb if you got the red kind, of course there's different variations of that, of different Uh colors but say you just have a bed of red tulips all of them from far away look like just red tulips like, right. okay, this is just a bunch of red tulips. But when you get up close to them and actually look at them, there's some tulips, although they are red, they're, some are a little bit darker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some are a little bit lighter. Some, they still in the range of red, where from far away you can think they're red. But if you get up on them, it's just you get the details mm-hmm. of what they are. Some of them petals spread out a little bit wider. Some of them spread a little bit tighter um some petals the lips of the petal kind of curves a little bit here some of them are a little bit straight um the stem might point down on this one and the stem might point up on this one Uh it might grow at a diagonal Uh this and this one might not there's so many variations within this one bed of red tulips when you get into down to the detail of it and i think how can you think that humans when you get down to the detail of us, right. don't have that many variations. Right. And so, even in a the sex, there are um, so many um, syndromes that you can have. And the possible, like, for example, um, this is just one. Like, there's some like De, um, De La Chapelle syndrome, um, Swear syndrome, um, the Turner syndrome, um, Kleinsfelter syndrome. These are rare chromosomal abnormalities that are not necessarily rooted in sex chromosomes but some of them are but let's take something like okay so everybody has an x and everybody um some of us get a y and some of us get another x so from our dad our moms only give X's, so we know this is basic biology right yeah, <laughs> we basic. know this so our moms only give X's, but our dads which is ironic because back in the day you know the kings and the queens in the european monarchy <laughs> <laughs> thought that it was the woman and they would kill bitches if they didn't have them sons oh. <laughs> they would they would think you remember they they used to think that it was the woman oh she bears the she wears she bears oh, yeah. boys Ooh, she bears boys but ironically science proved that really is your little sperm your little soldiers (laughs) that decides if it's a boy or girl so that's kind of funny and ironic but so the dad either gives a x or a y in his sperm and he just he determines the sex of the child so what what's funny is people will say oh those um those syndromes are rare like you barely have those but What science has taught us is that there some men have an extra X chromosome. Right. Like so, instead of them being XY, they are XXY, and science hasn't studied what that extra X actually does and how it manifests in the body, how it manifests in their mind, how it manifests their behavior, what it actually does inside of their DNA setup when they are being created. You, th- it's nothing, but it happens in one in every f- one hundred. No, it happens in one in every five hundred births. Hmm. So I want you to think about that. So out of all the billions of people right. on the earth, a lot of people, one of people. in every five hundred, mm-hmm. that's a are, lot of uh, males are born with an extra X chromosome.
1: That's why so many bitch made niggas. <laughs> I guess that's what it is. <laughs> it could be that bitch made <laughs> that extra chromosome, <laughs> that extra chromosome,
0: <laughs> which could be totally true. <laughs> right. So I feel like, um, you know, we haven't even studied. We haven't the arrogance of of humanity, like you mentioned. I, we haven't even studied um, how the depths of how these things work. Right science hasn't even gotten that far and so for a person who hasn't who has only taken a high school biology class to tell me
3: what and what, <laughs> is, not in the DNA? what,
0: is, what is not in biology is so funny to me like i i am I'm, I'm i'm not even a fucking biologist and i'm so but because i'm trans and i've looked into these things i have mm-hmm. so much education around around it right When I hear people say things that are not right, I'm like, no. There are some girls who were assigned girls at birth because their penis didn't fall. Mm -hmm. It stayed up in them during their conception. Mm -hmm. So they thought they were a girl. And then just so happens. When you rip puberty, you start going through these secondary males. Right.
2: Intersex, right? I've seen that. Yes,
0: it's intersex, but not necessarily a hermaphrodite. Because a hermaphrodite can manifest, but there's other ways that intersex people can manifest physically. It's not necessarily, because some people think of being a hermaphrodite as right. being intersex. And that's not necessarily yeah. intersex. Uh, no, that is intersex. It's not necessarily the only way that a person's genitalia can manifest uh-huh. that is actually intersex. So it's so many different things that can happen in regards to how the the genitalia can form. Like, it can be two vaginas. Two penises? Yes, it can be two penises. Yeah, I've seen, I've two, seen two penises, penises before. before.
1: I've, I've seen two, two, two vaginas, too. Come on. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it can be... Um, where the gonads or something I don't remember what the syndrome is called where the gonads don't split and it's just um, it just looks like a clit with some stuff right there like some balls coming out <laughs> a <laughs> <clip> with balls <laughs> it's, come on micro penis <laughs> <laughs> so many so different light. ways that development can happen and there be some abnormal things and so one of the ways is that could, it manifests, and I believe, the theory of mine is that sometimes this part of your body down here, the waist below, develops normally, but the brain develops in another kind of way. Uh-huh. It's silly for somebody to tell me that I should structure my life and um, totally determine the projection of my life based on my genitalia when my brain is the most important part of my body and its functionality. If I got my penis cut off, I can still live, right? Uh-huh. I can still live a life. It may not be full of sex, <laughs> uh-huh. but I could still live as a human being on this world without a genitalia. Uh-huh. If my brain got cut out of my body, am I going to live? Yeah. No. You're oh, wait. Dead. You can't live without your Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was thinking the other way around. No, if my
0: brain without- was cut out. <laughs> I can't live. It's going to be dead. <laughs> I'm going to be dead. So what's more important, my genitalia or my brain? My brain. brain. <laughs> so I can't live without my brain, but I can live without my genitalia. So? So why is my, the 5%, this this part, this part of my body that is only makes up only 5% of my body, the most important factor to the trage- trajectory of my life? Why? Why is that?
1: What's crazy is, I was talking to a friend earlier, just cis, cis I guess, bisexual woman, mm-hmm. um, and I was like, how would you feel if you found out your dude is interested in trans women as well? That doesn't mean he's gonna cheat on you or anything, maybe he's just interested in trans women as well. She's like, I would think that he's gay, and I'm like, why? She's like, because if you're associated with penis, then it's gay. If you like penis, I'm like, okay, but what if he was into me? And then she was like, no, that's gay. And I was like, how if it's about genitals? And she was like, it's because you look like a guy. I'm like, but what if the, the trans woman looks like a girl? He's attracted to women, et cetera. And then like, it's like people want to make it about the brain, and then they want to make it about the genitalia. It's just like they try to make they up all themselves. types of different excuses as to why that, hy- that hyper-masculinity mindset should be validated. You especially I mean?
0: a bi-queer woman. Yeah. <laughs> it seems the like way weird. I see
2: that point of view is just like if you don't entertain someone that's like me, then mm. you're either this or that.
0: Right. <laughs> there's no nuance. There's <laughs> no gray area, no, it's, especially with men. I think that women are allowed, not fully. But I think that women, because of patriarchy, are allowed. Yeah, she even said that, too. Yeah, that that are allowed to be a little bit more fluid, Mm -hmm. a little bit more open, without the level of judgment. I don't want to say it's totally gone. Of course not. Um, But I think women are allowed, especially through the gaze of men, especially when it's to entertain men, especially when it's to um, Mm -hmm. prepare them for the pleasures of men. Mm-hmm. Right. you fulfill you see what I'm mm-hmm. saying like if you being bi because you eventually gonna be with a dude and be able to fulfill his fantasies of bi women, then yeah, yeah. no matter what <laughs> I mean, no yeah. matter what
1: the that therapist was saying, you know as uh, long as you got a penis and if you dealing with another dude, both of y'all in a gay situation right of thing
2: I really wish you would have asked her how she felt I know I forgot a trans woman with a
1: sex change. I'm going to get back Would well, that have it. made
0: a difference?
1: But no shade to her, but she was being shady, but it's okay. <laughs> it's all love.
0: Yeah, I, just, I think <laughs> they are. Mm, I don't know. I, th- I, think, I think that goes back to how that toxic masculinity and patriarchy and I w- yeah, is I was way more harmful to men, even them, because they're not allowed to be free. Based right?
1: On it. And I was saying that's the very... Same mindset that's getting all these trans women killed. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's making it seem okay because, like, she tried to pull up the whole tricking situation, and I was like, missing all these niggas is throwing money at these trans girls. To because why do trans. You, right? Why do they have to trick? But I know. I mean, I don't. I rarely meet girls that feel like that's okay to trick. It's because you know I mean? that's
0: not. That's the. <laughs> that's I know girls that. Be it's <laughs> the for our community that is the oh i thought he had a gun that's why i had to shoot him
3: right.
0: mm-hmm. that's the oh i was scared and i had to shoot him right. that's the, it's a bullshit excuse <laughs> for what some wrongness that's going on you get what i'm saying right. the, how the cops say oh i was scared and I, I thought he had a gun so i shot him to death mm-hmm. even though he was unarmed yeah,
2: that's their excuse. That's their excuse. Oh, you're trans. Oh, Even though you that's not
0: that's not the truth of the matter, mm-hmm. you're just a fucking racist and you're scared of us because you have bought into this belief that we are criminal, that we are scary, that our lives don't matter. You have bought into this. And so, the same thing with trans women, you people bought into this, and it's so funny how ironically everybody always say, "Oh, I can tell." But then somehow they believe, oh, she was tricked. All of them are tricky. Yeah. <laughs> you see what I'm yeah, saying? I, I, yeah, they do say they, that. They do, be you,
2: like, oh, girl, I know what a woman look like and what a, a man's supposed to look like.
0: Uh-huh, all this kind of stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I can always tell.
1: But then... And then it, when you pass the you're tricking.
0: It, it, uh, I, I don't get it. But that's <laughs> the narrative. It's always, oh, they were tricking, they were tricking, they were tricking. And so... <laughs> And like I have said on multiple occasions, most people that I know don't have the guts to trick.
3: Right. Let
0: alone... I don't have the guts to trick. Let alone the uh, passability to trick. 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 That's number one. Because you you got to be...
2: You got to You got to be that
0: girl. (laughs) You got to be kind. You got to be that girl. (laughs) Or Um,
2: I just... Or, you know, or trick the trade and get him drunk.
0: It's so many things you have to do in that that mindset. But that's
2: too many... But, but,
0: but most folks are scared of yeah, it. Most trans women are scared to death to, do, to be in that situation.
2: I would never do I I'm, I'm one of those girls that's scared to be in a situation yeah. cuz I wouldn't it's too many girls that are just getting killed just because mm-hmm. and the narrative is they trick me.
0: Yeah, right. and it's sometimes it's uh, that I, and in the real narrative sometimes it's already new, but some people found out and so I lied and said that they tricked me.
2: Right. Or something was compromised. My relationship with somebody was compromised. And Mm -hmm. now I got to protect my masculinity.
0: Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, I got to protect this image that I got. And now people are going to find out. So now that people have found out, um, I got to do something to prove that I ain't with with this shit. And if I kill this person that I really just had this made passionate love to, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it will prove to people I was serious about not being gay. I'm not gay. <laughs> I don't do that. <laughs> Fuck that shaggy shit. I ain't never on no shit like that. I ain't never sucked no dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I sure. ain't never got fucked before. Sure. <laughs> Hold wide open. <laughs> <laughs> you are slurping as I, but you are super head, and this is your first time. Oh. Okay. Oh. But, yeah, so now I got to prove this and got to kill this girl. No. And then I gotta tell the police that she tricked me, and the police are gonna believe me because this is a trans woman, and this is what they do. Right. This is the narrative
1: and do y'all think s- some trans women like submit to guys because of that? like guys are like uh could be real possessive and very you know violent towards them and et cetera, et cetera and some trans girls just be like, "I know I'm not gonna be protected by the police. I know they're not gonna care like and this guy he might help me get some." money or etc. So I can me, get a
0: job
2: I think it's a lot of aspects a lot of narratives uh, Those uh, are included yeah
0: I think what you got to understand I th- I just I really just was amazed there is a interview on um Inner whole Uprising it's a podcast um. and they interview this um disabled woman with MS and mm-hmm. that interview blew my mind not because I didn't know um, so we all have things that we need to work on right mm-hmm. one of the things that I need to work on is my ableism because that's a system that I don't explore with and how I make it harder for people with disabilities that's mm-hmm. something because I don't think about it and that's my fault and something I gotta take um, mm-hmm. ownership of so I try to, I try to learn and be open and any system that I am a part of Mm -hmm. that may be any, like if my foot is on somebody's neck and I don't know it, I want to know it. I want to learn about it. And so interviews like that kind of teach me a different perspective. When that woman got to talking on that interview and saying some shit about her life that was so fucking closely parallel to us, Mm. like how people treat her how be when she's disabled? Mm-hmm. How they try to like she's she can be a victim. She can be people take advantage of her situation mm-hmm. yeah. because she's in a situation because she's in this such this vulnerable state of being disabled. The lack of humanity. People trying to mm-hmm. hit her up just to be with a person who's disabled in a wheelchair is a fetish. Right. All that she broke it down to so many levels, and one of the things that she was talking about is because. You're so isolated. Your humanity is people are not looking at you as a human. Even the people in your life Uh are treating you like a fucking other thing. Right. That any shred of commitment, any shred of love, any shred of attention, even from the trashest mother trashest motherfucker. You could be calling me all kind of ugly bitches, motherfuckers, but guess what you calling me on my phone and nobody else is. Mm.
2: So you put up with it.
0: So you put up with it because if I did not have you calling me to say good morning, yeah, by the end of the conversation, you gonna be calling me all kinds of bitches and motherfuckers and this verbal emotional abuse. But if I didn't have you doing it, if I didn't have you doing it, nobody would. Right. And so sometimes we are in situations because this is all we, the closest thing uh-huh.
2: we had to, we can be to normality. I think
0: sis folks. What does it say? Um, I think it was on um not why did is it why did I get married? Yeah, did y'all see why did I get married? Yeah. So but Tyler Berry's. Remember when he was talking about, like, you got to find a girl that's 80%. Nobody's going to be perfect, 20, but you can get, you get your 20 your, yeah. 20, your 80, da 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 Cis folks, that is a... that is That may be a realistic number to try to find. Mm-hmm. But for us, the percentage is way lower. Right. So if I'm looking for um somebody... My
2: 20 or my 80.
0: And I might not find that at all. You get what I'm saying? Right. I might not find nobody with the even remotely the criteria of suitable man, not perfect, even the suitable, if I can get you, say these, if I got a hundred things to make a perfect man, but I'm really kind of just looking for 80 of that hundred. Most of the time, the niggas that are coming to us are fucking trash boxes. Mm -hmm. Cis women get trash, but we're getting trash that knows that society is against us. Right. Cis women get trashed, but we're getting the trash that absolutely knows that we are vulnerable. And
2: right. they do it just because they know that. Yes.
0: I come and treat you nice. I ain't got no place to stay. I know this Tranny is going to treat me like a king because she ain't got nobody that's going to love her and they at think all. That. And they there are, are some that think that and will and prey on you. I've heard people say that. Yes, like, absolutely. Like,
2: especially while, uh, especially, especially while I was, um. Uh, Doing adult adult entertainment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them would be like, I know you don't. Uh, Like attractive guys, a lot of attractive guys would think that they were the only attractive guy that's hit me up ever. And I'm like, (laughs) no, sweetie. Like, I don't even have to. (laughs) I don't need. I don't even have to do adult entertainment to have attractive people talk to attractive guys to talk to me. But you they think believe that, that this because is your privilege, mm-hmm. because you think all everybody doesn't want to fuck with me because I am who I am. And the way society is ha- has abominated our people right. that I'm just going to put up with anything. I'm going to put up with you thinking that you're pretty and you can do whatever you want right. to me because. Oh, no one's going to love me. I'm the tranny. And right. you got to put up with what I have what whatever I got going on. I you got to put up with the side bitch that I'm fucking with. You got to put up with all this stuff and it's not okay.
0: No. And then they'll that and then because we don't have anybody. So, because so we got this nigga coming to us like that. Multiple. Mm-hmm. That's trash boxes or they needy or they need something. They don't want to bring nothing to the table. Or they do when they do bring something to the table. They want you to do all these fantasies, <laughs> like you are like you a living prostitute. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, my ex was like that. He was uh-huh. the he was the type that. Um,
2: but do they do that with
0: cis women? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, you got to do all this stuff if they are financially supporting you, you honey. You got to step up You're to the plate. You're expected play. to cook, you,
1: clean, work two more jobs. Than that. Type of and expect movie. Teams. Yeah,
0: expect every. Oh, that was trash. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was trash. The movie. That movie was trash. Anyway, Thank I'm not you. i y'all. Are not I'm not even. That movie even, <laughs> was really good. I'm not even gonna give them the air time. <laughs> anyway, what? trash. Thank you. Y'all are I tripping. knew I wasn't y'all
1: tripping.
3: tripping.
0: <laughs> that movie was good. Showed tra- so, pers- so many different perspectives. There are so many different perspectives. It was awesome, and I wanted it to be so good. And it was was trash. trash. (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: Garbage.
2: Go check it out.
0: Trash. (laughs) Like, not even like Cutie Oscar the Grouch trash. We're (laughs) talking. (laughs) You know, we're talking about fabulous the rapper Domestic Violence Trash. <laughs> 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 That's, oh, knock your, the your, trash. your front teeth out trash. Oh. Horrible trash. So, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't anyway, bad. speaking <laughs> of mean? domestic violence, mm-hmm. let's talk about domestic violence because what I do know is that since we talk about cis women and trans right. women and women who are in horrible relationships right. <laughs> for whatever reason, we do know that the leading cause of death of black women, cisgender or trans, that is not a disease, is homicide by intimate partner. Right. And we, wait, 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 wait. And we also know that the demographic of people who are least likely to date outside of their race is black women. So... Mm. Put those two statistics together, we're the most likely to be killed in intimate partnerships. Oh, awesome! And we're the least likely to date outside of our race. Who is killing
3: us? (laughs) Well, you find Waldo.
2: Do, do,
0: do. So what's your final <laughs> <laughs> answer? Black men! Oh my God! Four hundred thousand! Four hundred thousand! <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about domestic violence. <laughs>
1: okay, so according to NoMore.org, um, it was a blog made by Megan Daughter okay. Daughter Mush. And she says 30 to 50% of transgender people experience intimate partner violence at some point in their lifetime.
0: So, with that being said, it that's a lot of people. It has to be closer to 50%. Right. Like, I know it could be 30 to 50, but based on my lived experiences, the girls that I know, girls that I, and I've been all across this country, it has to be more than 50%. Right. But let's say that it is that number, It it the least amount is 50. 30% of the people that I know, no. And it right. could be because I'm black. And you know, black, I just right. said, black people are more like, black women, or cis or trans, are more likely to be victims of domestic violence than others because of the systems that put us in situations where we are amongst violent and, kill, violent killers. Right. <laughs> um, and our lives being kind of, not cared about right. I, I, most of the most of the women i know i cis or trans i don't know one i guess you would be my only one mia I, but and then, i would say being the only blah, 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 one <laughs> blah, 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 blah. but you have been in violent situations yes yeah there's different I, forms I, the women, actually,
2: all the women in my family have mm-hmm. been in the domestic violent relationships mm. like my my mom my father used to beat my mom while we were we were young Mm. Uh, my sister's baby father tried to do this tried to do the same thing while i was not present Mm. um so i'm i'm very very against that but one thing i've always 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 learned and a lot of people lose their friends and their families when they're dealing the, with these domestic situations because, because
0: that's what that's what they want them to do they that's a part of their strategy mm-hmm. but it's not
2: only but not only that diamond they lose them because their family and their friends are trying to get them out their situations and they're like seeing you hurt is hurting me but when you when when you say you're about to leave that situation and you be you, like mm-hmm. okay bitch, you can come stay over here bring all your clothes bring the baby you good then bitch you and your baby daddy or your husband and y'all talk it out and you move back the next day or two days later and y'all good for about a month and then you cr- you scream wolf- you cry wolf again it gets exhausting
0: it does get exhausting but hey but it does get exhausting but your job is as a support system for your friend is to be there for them each and every time.
2: That's true. But it, t- it, it takes that woman or that man to be like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because mm-hmm. you can't make somebody, you can't make somebody do anything that and they don't want to do. You can. And they take them to be like, I'm not doing this no more. Absolutely. I'm not going to deal with this. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's not always easy to do. Mm-hmm. And it comes when you in love all. And you got children.
1: Right. And it comes in all shapes and forms. It's not just physical.
0: Sometimes financial. Very mental. And that's right. a part of their strategy to right. isolate you. Wear you down.
2: Mm-hmm. Make you
0: tired. Make you just thirst.
1: But um, the crazy, ha- like, have y'all been in any, have you ever been in any domestic violence situations? Absolutely,
0: topic? yes. Mm. Want to spill tea? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think, let me think. Like, any so situations
1: where you felt like you had to call the police at all?
0: No, I don't trust the police. Right. So, I never was in a situation where I felt like I could call the police. I don't trust And the I'm police. sure a
1: lot of trans people feel that way. Yeah. They're not protected. You know what you I mean? Know. It's just gonna be like you had it coming or you know what I mean? Right. Um, so,
0: and it not I've been in sexual, sexual assault situations with police. Really? So, yes, I can't. I, can't really? I don't trust the police. Mm. Absolutely. What? Just really Spill weird, tea. creepy. you got some tea. Well, we'll talk about that on, on another show. I want to oh. talk about the domestic violence. We need to know this off air. Um, That's interesting. No, no, no. I talk about it. I don't have a problem talking about it. But um, I was in a situation with, um, so I don't know. It, vibe, as a as a male child, violence is a part of my upbringing, right? So. Communicating through violence as a male child is a part of how I was raised.
1: It's 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 actually, you, that's why you see boys have toy guns, boys have swords, boys have, you know,
0: that type of yeah, thing. Yeah, so I remember my <clears throat> mother, my mother was the, honey, you, you twirl these motherfuckers. It And it was her, as she got older, she explained to me, she says, I knew you was going to be like a gay person. I didn't know you was going to be trans, but I knew from a real, real young age, you was gonna be a gay boy. And I didn't, I wanted you to be tough. I didn't want you to be bullied. And I wanted, her favorite line is, you might be a fag, but you ain't gonna be no punk. (laughs) 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 And so it was, fighting was a part of my upbringing. Like it was, Um, it was unacceptable for me to run from a fight. um, And so how I interpret violence it may not be the same way Um. that a cis woman might interpret violence Mm -hmm. so me being physically violent to a man is not unheard of
1: right i'm sure so
0: so that's (laughs) so me taking the first lick is not unheard of (laughs) (laughs) me doing these things is not really so when i got in my teens not nowhere near emotionally mature as I am now, Mm -hmm. me and dudes that I would be in intimate relationship with, we would twirl. We would twirl the house down. I have a... I got a video series called The Love Beneath on my YouTube channel that explains all of this. My... Gerald, he's one of the characters on there. Gerald, he... Like, we got in physical, like, in a car, twirling, (laughs) like, wearing it out. And it was a part of our... I don't want to say love language. That's not <laughs> so romantic. <laughs> not, you know, the first thing to come to your mind. Well, that was—it was a part of our communication. We twirled. Like we started by not actually fighting, but our intimate relationship started from wrestling. Wow! Like he would get an erection while we were wrestling. <laughs>
3: Out. so <laughs> that's how it started like
0: that's we were it, we were it was the <laughs> i remember i grew up in a group home so they would say stop horse playing that's what it was called boys mm-hmm. wrestling and shit that's called horse playing back in the day mm-hmm. stop horse playing y'all running around his house horse playing stop um but that's how it was we would be in spaces and we would wrestle and, and he would get an erection and i would grab his dick to get him off of me and That's what led us to messing around. Mm -hmm. And so our relationship stayed physical. And so we went into, when we got into a more emotionally connected situation, when the, when some anger happened, it would go physical. Mm -hmm. It would go like, I remember, I remember, um, so in order for you in a group home, in order for you to, um, get, um, like passes to go and see your family for the weekends Mm -hmm. we had to write it on this little board and and hang it up in the staff member's office so they can approve it and they know where we're going during that weekend and if you are approved to do that um so i had to i had taken the board down because i was going somewhere and i had written written on it so he was on the other end of the hallway with me when i was writing on it and we were in some kind of mad situation as far as we were mad at each other and not talking to each other Mm -hmm. and he wanted me to bring him the clipboard because I had it and we're on the other end of the hallway now it's usually hanging up on the other end Mm
3: -hmm.
0: on the wall Mm -hmm. and so he wanted me to hand him the clipboard but (laughs) motherfucker fuck you because I'm mad right now fuck (laughs) you and so I take the clipboard and walk it all the way down and hang it up you want it you go get it your damn self I'm not your fucking maid (laughs) and that's Petty love Betty. <laughs> that's the way love goes. <laughs> like a off to a flame burnt by the fire. That's the way love goes. Mm, y'all like that? Don't mind if I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, that's how we do. I'm petty, and I'm being petty in this moment because I'm angry and I'm fucking 14. And <laughs> and so. He rushed into the bathroom and slammed me up against the mirror. Really? And I bit him on his face. <laughs> <laughs> and we just got into this violent situation. And it was violent. I drew blood from him. He was bleeding. And they kicked me out of the group home. The whole story is on my YouTube. The uh-huh. Love Beneath <laughs> videos. Uh-huh. And so those situations happened. So our my relationships early on were pretty violent. Uh-huh it wasn't until I got a little bit more emotionally mature and got into a relationship where I didn't want to be violent. I'd felt like that wasn't womanly. And so I was still in the mindset of respectable women do this. (laughs) I was in the mindset, ladies act like this ladies do this ladies do that. So I went from this boyish horse playing thing to once I, um, got into my womanhood I got breast and you know that's when I'm f- 13 14 transition just starting and I wasn't really I was fam but I would, didn't have nothing done and you know I just I wouldn't it just was starting and so when I once I got to like 20 21 22 23 that's when I had these really strict rules rules about what a lady is and what a woman does and what a woman does for her mm-hmm. man and what a woman you know the typical mm-hmm. cook clean Slave, right. Right. Um, be unhappy, suck dick <laughs> every day, all all day, uh, fuck them all day long. Forget about your orgasm. Uh, yeah, forget about your nut. Look good all the time. I look good all the time. All these rules of what a lady should do, and one of those rules was that violent stuff is for boys. That's for trade. That's acting like a nigga. You trying to be violent? Females don't do that. So, Baby. and so that's what that's how I started to feel. And so, me and my boyfriend at the time, he um, he was one of the first dudes that used violence in a way that was, um, it, it wasn't like that. I felt, back then, the violence, I didn't feel like a victim. Mm-hmm. But this particular situation, because we weren't equally yoked. I was 20 at this point now. And so, me fighting me fighting a 14-year-old, when I was 14, me fighting another boy, 14-year-old, <laughs> I almost felt like we was equally yeah. yoked. We could wear it out together.
2: And you're not going to get the best of me.
0: Exactly. We can wear it out. But now that I'm a woman on, homo- on hormones for years. And you, your
2: strength is diminished.
0: strength is diminished. I'm not athletic at all. Um, I got breasts. I don't, I don't date. Small men. So, you, this big six dude, six two nigga who is stronger than me in every way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, how old was he? How- um, We were the our same age. You've been raised as a boy and lived as a boy doing football, basketball, and all this athletic shit. And I'm not that person at all. So, no longer are we equally yoked mm-hmm. to go heads up. You feel what I'm saying? So you actually hitting me is a different situation than when I was 14, another 14-year-old boy hitting me. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's the first time that I felt powerless. Mm -hmm. But I still fought back. So that's another thing. We still fought. And luckily for me, my trans homegirls were there, and we jumped the fuck out of him, and (sighs) we beat the shit out of him. so it was just a different scenario. Mm-hmm. When I got older, it felt different because we were not equally yoked. You are more powerful than me. Mm-hmm. And I feel it. Like I feel how you can't get I, how how your the power in your hits, how mm-hmm. my hits is not affecting you like they're affecting me. Mm-hmm. Like yours are affecting me. So my mindset about it was a little bit different. Um, The shock of it. Like, the shock the was different. Yeah, the gag of, uh, of, oh, my God. Because I also was one of them people who... I didn't think... I don't know. I think it because of that. Because I was, I was like I said, I was equally yoked to boys. Like, it was a bunch... When I fought when I was younger, I beat a lot of niggas' asses. <laughs> bigger or smaller than me. Because... My mother didn't give me these rules about girlhood. You Mm -hmm. see what I'm saying? So you a boy, go twirl. And so I would be scared. I would be, the adrenaline would be up and I would go crazy. Tasmanian devil. So I didn't have these, so in my mind of my girlness and girlness, thinking about girlness, I didn't understand why they didn't fight back. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand like how somebody could just beat your ass and you just let them do it. But it's
2: almost Uh, like you you can't. You
0: can't do anything. And I didn't understand the imbalance of physical power. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? I didn't understand it until I became a woman. You see what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? And I was physically overpowered by a dude where there was nothing that I can do in this situation. Mm -hmm. And so being in in the situation is what gave me the education. (laughs) Really? Mm -hmm. You feel like, bitch, you can't get out of the situation. Like, I used to feel like, how can you get raped? like why you can't just move your hips and how's a nigga just putting his dick in you and you can't get it out because from my way of having sex I can move my asshole in a way to get you up out of me Mm -hmm. in my mind you see what I'm saying like in my mind it wasn't until Eric another video called the memory of (laughs) um, Eric Nilechi it wasn't until that violent situation with him that I realized that this man is overpowering me. And if he wants to do whatever he wants to do with me, he can. And I would not be able to stop him.
2: And that feeling of vulnerability.
0: I'm, and in, prior to that moment, I had never been in that situation physically. Mm-hmm. Now, is there some fear? Have I had fear where I was scared of a motherfucker because they was big? Mm. Yeah. But I still fought back and did my thing. Da, 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 da. But that moment in that situation... Whatever these rules about womanhood that I thought, like mm-hmm. whatever these rules, um, cause I used to, I I don't know it just, I I didn't have I'd never been in situations so I didn't know, mm-hmm. and so I thought that you could wiggle your way out of getting raped, like literally physically wiggle, like you can mm-hmm. move your hips and, um, f- how can he rape you and if you fighting back? Did you stop fighting back? Like that was my mindset. I thought that you could get out of it and you just gave up. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so it wasn't until I was in a a situation with a man who physically, literally forced me to move wherever he wanted me to move because he was fucking 6'4", 220, full of muscle, and I couldn't move. Mm. And he could have killed me in that situation. Right. And so it wasn't until I was in this situation that I realized that, man, this is fucking possible. Like, I could have been raped in this situation. Mm-hmm. I could have been killed, I could have been murdered and I could I could have do anything about it. I couldn't have fought him off, I couldn't get him off of me. He would not. I had to stab him off of me. Mm. Damn. So, if I didn't, what if I didn't have a knife in the vicinity? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have got him off of me. Right. Like the, the, me what would have happened? Nothing. Nobody would know. He could have killed me and when nobody nobody would have known. I'd have just been a dead tranny with people misgendering me and right. saying my old name in an article.
1: He had it coming to him. He had it coming to right. him. The he was
0: prostituting. He had to add up. And we think it was a client when it wasn't a client. But I had, did have an add up because I was prostituting at the time. Uh-huh. But I did have an add up. So I would have had, it would have been the perfect narrative for them to make up. Right. Oh, it must have been a client that gathered together. Right. And it wasn't. And I learned in that situation that I couldn't get out of uh-huh. that sometimes you can't get out of a situation. So Man. I say all of that to say this, um, domestic violence for me it it transformed into something. It transitioned with me because uh-huh. what I thought trans what I thought domestic violence was when I was younger was my mother just because my mother was my stepdad used to beat the fuck out of my mother, mm. like put I, I remember open, my mother was crying and screaming, and I opened up the door and he had a fucking hefty bag over her head punching her oh my god trigger warning i'm sorry a little late but (laughs) (laughs) but um and he told me when i opened the door he slammed the door and my mother was screaming go get the go get somebody go get the police and i went and i turned around to run and he opened up the door and i don't know if you you lived in the house with your dad Mm -hmm. right Mm-hmm. You too, I have right? To, at a so, age. usually, have you ever had a man say something to you in a tone that kind of froze you? That you know that you, was gonna get you together. That mm-hmm. froze you or mm-hmm. gave you like chills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in that moment, it's the first time it has first first time it has ever happened to me. No, second. That this was the first time, but it has happened to me since then. Um, um, where I couldn't move out of fear, like he mm-hmm. said it, and I just he said stay the fuck right there and i couldn't i couldn't move and the thought of my mother being hurt and i couldn't move to help her broke me and so when i was younger i told myself that would never ever happen to me again and it wore it it changed me in regards to that and so in my mind that morphed into me thinking um like I would never be in a situation. I will always fight back. I will always do this and, and had all these rules set up in my mind about domestic violence. I'll never be like my mother. I'll never take men back. I'll never do this and I'll never do that. And I'll never, 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 never. And then when I got older and I was in relationships and I was in love and took niggas back and <laughs> Uh was living my womanhood since you know this is this is this this is the life you're inheriting when you transition Uh when i lived all of that Uh um then i i I began to understand the position and understand domestic violence for what it was Uh and the reasons and Uh all kinds of stuff like that
1: think about the many people that get preyed on like because of their vulnerability like think about all the trans people that could have got rejected and discriminated against at a young age right so it's kind of like anybody that shows them a hint of you know differentiality it'll be like okay this is fine like you know what i mean and then like i know so many people that stay in so many toxic relationships because they think that they'll get nobody else and this is the best it's gonna get and you know what i mean and then people really take advantage of that
0: Right, absolutely. Yeah. And I know trans women that's in it's funny, I know trans women who have who have been abusive to trans men in trans in trans on trans relationships. Yeah. Where they're um you do two things?
1: No, I'm just, say, girl, uh-huh. but I'm just yeah, saying girl. Like, yeah. I'm just saying because because like it's even <laughs> cis women too though. Because it's like they kind of know that you were kind of born with that that submissive, you know, you kind of been injected. You're a woman and you know what I mean? You kind of get injected with that submissive way of living. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you're meant to be submissive. So you kind of just get used to submitting a lot mm. as a trans man. It's just like it's normal. It's, it's, it's interesting when I see aggressive, like super aggressive trans men. It's interesting to me, like real alpha It's even interesting to me how you could just break free out of that mold of what society used to tell you you should be all the time.
0: And I I think like, you know how we hear it a lot that all men are trash. Uh And I think with trans men, like, you know, all men are trash. Uh (laughs) But I think trans men who, how they're, how they, project their masculinity is a reflection of how masculinity has been shown to them. And sometimes if they had tons of trash bag ass niggas in their life, Mm. and this is the masculinity that was shown to them, they, that's how their, that's how their masculinity manifests. And so sometimes they are just as toxic as any cis man. um, And, or the opposite, like, or, you know how the sometimes tra- uh, trans men manifest a masculinity that they want it to be shown to them right so it really so they they're gonna always open doors they're gonna always be mm. gentlemen they're gonna be this right. perfect guy that they feel like oh this is um what i i've heard women say that they had a problem with men this uh-huh. is what my mama very common my, you see what i'm saying very common for them to do mm-hmm. the right things because they've heard all the bad stories and so they know how to project right. this masculinity that is
1: that's my mindset healthy. and also i had a father in my life so in a way he was kind of submissive as well so i realized they didn't really have much to do because i was kind of a free kid so that didn't really have much to do with me being told, you know, you're a woman, you're a woman. I got taught I couldn't do certain things because I was a woman. Right. But in a way, he's always been super passive about stuff and didn't really show emotion a lot. And that's kind of how I took masculinity. I didn't take it as like this big, aggressive, tough guy because he's, he's a big dude. But I've never <clears throat> saw masculinity as like that super aggressive, gotta be you know, known that you're in the room type of thing. Because right. he wasn't like that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people mistake that for, I guess, a feminine type of way right. of carrying yourself. But I don't really think so. I think it depends on the person.
0: I think they only say it's feminine. Well, they say it's feminine when they they themselves have a toxic mm-hmm. idea, box, in true, masculinity true. in their head. True. You know, a man being soft is not necessarily um feminine, it's just a softer masculinity. Mm-hmm. It's right. not it's it's not that harsh, arrogant, toxic, ugly, alpha masculinity that you're used to mm-hmm. it being depicted. I think the people who say stuff like that are just ignorant. Right to me. <laughs> um
2: so crazy. I have I feel like some people unintentionally inherit like the like their mother or their father's traits. Yeah. Like like have you noticed notice like how much you are like if your mother or your father, like you just sit back and you're like, Well, wow, like I didn't try to to um, mimic them, mimic but it can but
0: yeah. You don't know how many times <laughs> I've been talking to a motherfucker and I'd be like, My mother just came out of my mouth <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or something she says, or I'll look in the mirror and a look that she'll give. Um, it's, it's just how she comes out. And even in her, um, my mother was real violent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, I think, as, as time got on, like, you know, because she was in so, so many unhealthy relationships when she was younger. Mm-hmm. And the good one, the one that was not abusive. Like the the one that was not physically abusive, mm-hmm. of course it, it was other stuff, um, oh. but the one that was not physically abusive was the one that got her hooked on drugs, really isn't that crazy? What? Yeah, yeah, so, so it was it physically abusive was it
2: mentally abusive?
0: So the way she tells me the way she tells me about my um stepdad stepdad rob he he was sweet. He was kind, he was nice, like it wasn't no beating in regards to um like him putting his hands on her. Mm. But that motherfucking dick got slang to every pussy that could get could get slang to. Oh, <laughs> so yeah, he was nice and didn't beat my ass. But well, we he was supposed had bitches call my phone. Yes, call, I'm about, who is this? He was, he was the I charming mean. guy. He I was guess. the charming guy that liked to slang a lot of dick, <laughs> <laughs> and he had a lot mind. of dick to slang. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, she says, "No, he didn't beat my ass, but he loved to cheat on me and bring me gonorrhea." And oh, I remember. Oh, should I be telling my mama? <laughs> 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 Oh, you no. can bleep that out. Bleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember, my mom was pregnant with my youngest brother. God, should I tell this? <laughs> And she got no, we're something. We're
2: pretty open here on Marsha's plate, <laughs> but hoping. this ain't my business.
0: <laughs> um, oh, she can cuss me out if she if she don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, this is how we found out that my stepdad was trade. Did he he messed trading? around with boys.
1: Oh yeah.
0: So this is how we found out. So my mom was pregnant. This was in 1990. My mom was pregnant. Damn, what time is it? It's 106. We <laughs> might not get to your topic, Mia. <laughs> Wait, so it was 90 in 1990. My brother wasn't born yet cuz my brother was born in, in July. So he was about to be born. Okay. And so my mom, me and my mom was in the house. We lived on Y'all don't need to know that. <laughs> um, we we lived in this apartment and um we're I had a hamster. Yes, My mom is fucking <laughs> cooking and it's just super, super happy. Like the everything is happy. So somebody um, knock on the door. And so I'm I wasn't ten yet. I was like nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was nine. And um somebody knocks on the door. And it's a boy. And at nine, a gay boy knows another gay person. Mm-hmm. Like, and I did. I don't know if somebody else did. <laughs> but I did. I knew another gay person. Like, if I see a gay boy, I knew it was a gay boy. at Right, you got the, the I meter. I got the vibe. Right. Know, like my grandma was on. <laughs> <laughs> and so, he come to the door, and I'm like, hey sis. Now I do say that. But, <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, Oh, okay, <laughs> I see you, girl. <laughs> so I opened up the door, and this gay boy says, Can I speak? Is, is Deanna here? Oh, Lord. Asking for your mom. Asking for my mom. And so I'm like, Mama! <laughs> <laughs> that is
3: it. Some boy is out here at the door.
0: <laughs> and my mother comes to the door. She holds the door open with her arms. I'm short, so...
2: Um, you beneath that?
0: I'm beneath her arm. And so I'm looking at her, and she's like, she, The gay boy says, My mother said, Hey, I think I know what's going on. And remember, my mom is a homophobe. Like, she <laughs> right, really I was just thinking about that. <laughs> <laughs> my mom is a homophobe. <laughs> so a gay boy comes to her door, and she's <laughs> like, uh, Can I help you? And, this- and I am a gay little boy that she knows <laughs> I do not want this in front of my son. So I want you to clock all this tea that's going on in this one situation. <laughs> a gay boy, a obviously gay boy coming to my mama's door and me standing right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... When he get to talking, my mother covered my eyes and pushed my head to the back. (laughs) And pushed my head to the back. And she was like, basically, he says, you Deanna, you Robert's girlfriend? And she says, yes. And he says, you need to go to Bellflower. And that's all I'm going to (laughs) say. And turns around, walk down the stairs, and walk out the door. So, Bellflower <laughs> is a free clinic. That's what I thought. Oh. In where we're from. Oh. There's tons of free clinics now. I don't even know if it's still open, but it's a free clinic now. And so, my mother went to Bellflower because she doesn't have health insurance <laughs> like a lot of black folks. So, she went to Bellflower and got checked out and she had gonorrhea. Wow. Um,
2: that is the biggest gag.
0: And so, she confronted him about it. And uh, he was she like, was what pregnant. are you talking about? She was pregnant.
2: And had gonorrhea. And That's had the gonorrhea, worst because yeah. still, you still have, um, <laughs> what is it called? Um, when, you, you know, you just naturally um, fluids are down there, but mm-hmm. you have more fluids when you're pregnant. Oh discharge. I don't, I don't That's I what s- it is. See, I
0: don't know. Sometimes about you that don't, I don't have a vagina. Yeah, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you
1: don't get discharged when you have gonorrhea. That's for
0: anybody. No,
2: I'm saying when you're pregnant, you get a lot of discharge.
0: I don't I know because I ain't never been pregnant so I don't know. Okay,
2: maybe I'm giving mm-hmm. wrong information. I'm sorry.
0: It might be your sister's information because you've been around her yeah, while she was pregnant. Know, so everybody's know different. I, mean, but you know know what? I don't want to put that out there because people. do yeah. I don't want people to be like discharge. Girl, never discharge. No, no I was pussy was does discharge. That's well, yeah, a, yeah that's like, a part of putting me having a pussy. Yeah. Um. That's how you know it's healthy. But yeah, she went on down. Yeah. A healthy vagina. Um. She went. Um. She went to and found out that she had gonorrhea. And so she started confronting him and he was like, No, I don't know, no motherfucking caterings. And she was like, Motherfucker, how this motherfucker know I had gonorrhea and, and coming knocking on my How did he know where I live at? Uh, <laughs> so she going off. But all this shit. Now yeah. mind you, I'm young. So I I don't I have not lived in the homosexual life. I don't know uh-huh. anything about this stuff. It wasn't until I got yeah. older where I was piecing shit together. So we end up, my mother being madly in love with him. He end up moving to Boston, which is how I end up moving, getting in Boston. When I tell people why I grew up in Boston too, we end up moving to Boston because she's following the love of her life. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> mind you, my mother had been in a seven-year abusive relationship, so being with this dude...
1: She can't see the other She get toxic, to see... Toxic right, words. but she okay. can't see... Right, she's...
0: Right. He doesn't hit her. Mm-hmm. He doesn't he's like even to this day, this is the only stepdad that I've ever loved, like literally, mm-hmm. I love this man, like this is somebody who I love him <laughs> like mm-hmm. he is the only person I would ever call dad <laughs> mm-hmm. so he's he's funny as fuck like he should have been a comedian, like his natural being is like funny like mm-hmm. it's like he that's his like when you like what I imagine, like a um, what's the dude's name? The comedian, the big, big, popular. Black one. <laughs> it's a lot, it's a lot Kevin, of big, popular. Not Kevin Hart. Richard Dave Pryor. Chappell. Yeah, Dave Chappelle. Okay. So he reminds <laughs> wow. me of what Dave Chappelle would be in your real life if he wasn't a superstar. Like what he would uh. be naturally. How he naturally kind of be funny. Mm-hmm. He's, and it is like he should be a comedian. Like that should have been his thing. If he wouldn't have got caught up in drugs or, or he had the right people behind him, I think he could have been. Huh. Cause he naturally makes people laugh. And when he, and it's like you can see him, you know how like sometimes fat people, <laughs> they be, they know how to roast the fuck out of people because they used to do right. it. Because oh, people yeah. is already roasting them and mm-hmm. they naturally know how to get people's attention mm-hmm. and get laughter cause that's ha- because that's because. They this is their way of being in the in crowd because they learn how to make people laugh mm-hmm. and learn how to roast and that kind of stuff. So I feel like, and you can see them maneuvering. Like you can see that he's like that. Like you can see him maneuvering. Mm-hmm. So I could see why my mother fell in love because low as it kept, he's the first person in my mental that I had a sexual attraction. Oh lord, it's kind of weird. <laughs> kind of weird, but first grown man I ever seen naked. So I had this oh, weird. Okay. Sexual <laughs> thing about him, it happens. That's just true. I think like she's being honest. Yeah, I'm being real. Um, never done. He never done anything like that. Anything mm-hmm. nowhere near like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but so years later, she moved to Boston chasing him. We got into a shelter. We she got hustled her way into a battered women's shelter, mm-hmm. and said that she was running away from abusive man. Even though she wasn't with an abusive man at the time, mm-hmm. but just to give us get us a place to stay, and um when they found out that she did have a man and she was trying, she had him they kicked her out oh. ain't that crazy wow. they kicked her out of the fucking shelter because they found out she had a man um that's weird it's really weird it's yeah weird. anyway you got a man so get out so well so we didn't have <laughs> this is the 80s and 90s so every <laughs> every shelter went politically correct um so we didn't have no place to go and Robert the the stepdad, he says, okay, well, I got somewhere we can stay. We go to this boy house. And this is a whole butch queen. Wow. Like, short shorts. Uh, uh This is a whole gay boy. <laughs> and so we tip in the house, and I'm looking, now I'm a little bit older now. Now I'm fully 10. <laughs> and I'm looking like, his name was Larry. And he remind you of like Leroy from Fame. Is that out of your age bracket? Yeah. Um, hey. Y'all don't know. Never. Don't even try. Make uh. me feel, y'all gonna make me feel old. <laughs> so anyway, people in my age bracket, y'all remember Fame. Uh, Leroy from Fame, but more feminine. Um, he remind me of that. Um, but Sue, you like obviously gay. And so I'm young, so I'm not piecing it together until I got older. And my mom said she was piecing it together already, but she was in love, so she was ignoring shit. <laughs>
3: See,
1: I would ask questions right then and yeah, there. Yeah. So as soon as like, I saw him turn around, be like, so, who's your friend?
0: But where you gonna stay at? You ain't <laughs> gonna know where to go. True. You in the middle of the cold in Boston, Massachusetts. You don't know blizzard until you saw Boston blizzard. I Oh, horrible. So where you gonna go? You ain't gonna make no situation in this situation. Right. <laughs> so and she explained it to me this years later because I started putting pieces shit together and asked her about it and she spilled all the tea. Oh. She said, "Yeah, this nigga." I know he was messing around because he had all these punks mm. <laughs> as his support system, <laughs> and then she says he. Uh, she said then he had this dude that he called his uncle Frank. And when I asked his mom, but did she have a brother named Frank? She said no. Nah. Wow. But every time I needed something, and. He would go hang out with Uncle Frank and bring the money back to pay the bills. Uh. I'll get you a piece. <laughs> sex work. Survival sex Survival work. Survival sex work. <laughs> work. And she said he'll come back, Take he'll have face. some Jordans and the, the rent money and the light bill money or something. I'll Uncle really Frank have. used to wear it out. But <laughs> that's why I we need to keep
1: the, back page up. <laughs> 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 People gotta so, make their money.
0: So he, <laughs> she said he would bring it home. So and she would ask no questions. <laughs> 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 so when I got older, I would bring all this shit up because I now that I know the life, I'm like, wait. <laughs> I remember when Rob brought us over that pork house. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember when that punk came to the door and said, "You I said, go to Bellflower. <laughs> and I started putting this <laughs> <laughs> piece of shit together. My, my mama. Why, who was you asking? My mama. You, you didn't even get to ask the stepdad. Dad. <laughs> I would just wouldn't. Wanna... I, so I never got to. So I've seen him since then. And I've been wanting to have the conversation. But his wife is always there. And he's ah. older now. And so he's like 50 now. Is he like 50? He was born in 69. I, he'll be 50 next year. Damn. So. So every time we are in a space, so it, my, he's my little brother's father. So oh, when my little brother okay. got married, he was at the wedding. So I was I was the matron of honor, whatever that means, whatever my mama would, would should have been if she was there. Mm-hmm. That's what I was. Oh. Isn't that what it is? The matron I of think honor. So. Yeah. So I was the 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 husband's mom in mm-hmm. this. I put I was in her space, and so. He was the dad, so we walked each other down the aisle. <laughs> And yeah. So you know, I raised my brother, so that's why I was the perfect person for that situation. And so we talked, and like he, he's always treated me and accepted my transition. Oh. Clearly, why? If you, if you kind of queer, you got some queerness right. in your background. Of what?
2: course, I'm gonna be like, come through. And Get he me some always,
0: right? And he always treated me sweet. Like he always treated me. Never was he on some stop acting like a faggot. Like he was (laughs) never on no shit like that. He was always like stop fucking with my son. (laughs) Like when niggas be on the street, like he hemmed up my teachers. Like niggas, (sighs) like I remember I had a teacher. We getting all off topic, (laughs) but I remember I had a teacher named Mr. Bowen. He, I was country. So in Boston, us being in Boston, they would be like, y'all got some country-ass voices. Mm-hmm. So I, how I said certain words, because I was Southern, mm-hmm. uh, motherfuckers would say, would and I was Miss Western, um, but my family was Southern, so I talked like them. Mm-hmm. And how he, was, he would tease how, like in front of the other student, tease how I would say words. All the time? Yeah, so I would be kind of ashamed to say stuff, because I knew if I said something, he would tease me. And so one time I had said something, like I said, 10 and he was like, ten. He, that's what he did. He was like, 10. <laughs> and all the kids is cackling. And I'm like, why is my teacher making fun of my voice? <laughs> 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 is the answer 10? <sighs> or no. It is. <laughs> so that's what it, we it need to be. So I went home and told my stepdad. <laughs> I told my stepdad. My stepdad went up to that school and hemmed him up against the wall by his neck and yes, said, don't sir. be up here fucking with my child about his voice. This mm-hmm. is my child. He came to learn. He got good grades. Leave him the fuck alone. And I was looking like, yeah. <laughs> and he tried to call the police on him, but he, <laughs> th- they didn't come or nothing. <laughs> they came, but he wasn't at the house, and it was oh, like, wow. some, It was all kinds of shit. He was he white?
1: Came, was the teacher white? Yeah, the teacher. Oh, okay, was Of course oh, he okay. was, white. <laughs> 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 the was call white. the police. Oh, of course. Um.
0: <laughs> so that was one thing that he did. Then it was the, the niggas around the, the like teenage dudes. Like I'm like nine, ten. And there would be like some 13, 15, 16-year-olds that would be fagging me down. If I'm riding in my bike, they'll, look at this faggot. Baby, my stepdad came and him all their ass up. He was that type of person who didn't allow me to um, be bullied, that kind of stuff. So there was things about him that was really, really loving and caring and sweet. He would take his ass to the store and steal every video game on the shelf for us (laughs) (laughs) because this back in the day when stealing was boosting and shit was easy because they didn't have the technology that we have now in store (laughs) baby he would come home with a grocery cart literally what it got away with it grocery cart i believe it a real (laughs) grocery cart filled with nothing but nintendo games
1: that's what? live. I would have been, like, lit. So you understand why he was yeah. my favorite <laughs> it <would've> been <laughs> We
0: had a Nintendo. We had a Sega. We had Super Nintendo. We had everything, and he would just be boosting his ass off, because he was a hood nigga that <laughs> did hood shit. <laughs> he was just that person. But anyway, with all of that loving stuff, he couldn't keep his dick to himself. Mm. He loved my mama. He's, he's told me that in recent years, that he um he said, your mother, right now, Is the love of my life. Like I don't even love my wife like I loved your mother. Oh wow. But drugs fucked us up. Uh. And I'm clean now. And if I could go and get your mother out of that, I would.
1: So they just kinda explore together?
0: He was already on he was Uh. already doing drugs in his teens. Uh. Right. He was already doing drugs. And so usually most women who get into drugs they get into drugs that was that was, was kind of the spouses
1: yeah that was kind of the era era where drugs were like sky high uh-huh
0: like absolutely in 20s. the 80s 90s yeah yeah mm. so and most women who get addicted to drugs they get addicted through their spouse right. so that's statistically right and so right. she was one of those statistics and so and she said it she says i would never be if it wasn't for him i loved him and this is what he did to have fun and he wasn't like some violent person. Like I get high and I get violent. He get high and get fun. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like, oh, he's having fun. So I want uh, have fun too. Let it. me just have fun too. Like it was a part of their fun. fun. This is partying. This like, is this is what we do. We get drunk. We do a little blow and da 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 da. This is what we do. And he was like, and she and she was like, you know, the dick was fire. the fact that
1: your mama told you that I'm like ugh my
0: my mother is like my sister (laughs) my mother is really like because of how we grew up my mother had me when she was 17 Mm -hmm. and so her growing up process I watched her Mm -hmm. growing into a woman from a teenager I was a part of that process and Mm so when I was five my mother was what um, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 22 wow (laughs) <laughs> you yeah. see what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's like she's 27 when I'm 10 uh-huh. so yeah. It, yeah that could easily be a sister and brother kind of relationship you see right. what I'm saying as far as age range right? and so we grew up together and she didn't treat me like a. she didn't treat me like um, she treated me like a mother It's it's weird. She treated me like a baby doll, like a a sibling, like a... My mother was weird about me in a very loving way, Mm -hmm. but um, drugs just got her. So, yes. (laughs) (laughs) So So the moral of this story, we need to... um, God, well, we done went so many places.
2: Where did um, we come from? We came from domestic, domestic violence. violence.
0: Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so he wasn't the type of domestic violence person that's going to beat you. But he was emotionally abusive in regards to he was always cheating on her. Always reeling her back in. Got her on drugs. Start Drugs created some unhealthy situation between them because they're both hot, trying to get high. And so it creates this problem. Um, and then they just, they separate but they have a baby a beautiful my little brother they have a beautiful baby boy um and it comes from that and it's their bond and like i said it was it was amazing to me when i talked to him and he said that out of his mouth of course his wife wasn't standing there Uh (laughs) but he says like your mother is the love of my life like i don't i've never before her or after her left love somebody like i loved your mother and i regret that Drugs forced us Because we had a beautiful relationship In regards to Like yeah I cheated and I did all this stuff But I was just being a a young nigga <laughs> doing, doing shit Just cause Just trying to get my dick wet But the love part The emotional um, Who I would be with For the rest of my life was your mother uh-huh. That's what we felt for each other And You know and I still do and I hate to see her still because she's strung out to this day. And I hate to see that—that's what lo- that our love led to. That led to her not being in y'all lives. Led to her not being um, a great mother because she was a great mother to y'all. And she was like I—I uh-huh. I, I gotta until the dr- the drugs turned in her into a neglect thing. That's what it turned her into. That, but um, uh-huh. the abuse too. You know, it just. The abuse led to my mother needing an escape. Uh-huh. The systems of oppression when she was younger, sexual abuse, uh-huh. um, poverty, all the systems that affect all black women. So let me bring this on home. Uh-huh. All the systems that affect black women in their youth, my mother was at the bottom of these uh, these systems and being affected like n- right. that's just what it was from being sold when she was 7 to niggas from not ever being a virgin like she this is her her narrative she's never been a virgin uh-huh. because I don't remember a time that niggas would molest me uh-huh. and so schools failing her family failing her knowing she's being abused but not one to go help um every system of a fucking pressure that a woman could be under she was under it and uh-huh. so she got in these unhealthy relationships from my dad to my middle brother's dad, and then it led her to finding somebody that loved her, but then drugs get involved, and now this is escapism from all the problems. Uh-huh. You, before the drugs became an issue, you were my escapism, this good relationship. Uh-huh. You see what I'm saying? He was the escapism. It's like, oh my god, he's funny, he loves me, and da-da-da-da-da, he's making me feel good about myself. Uh-huh. But then, he, then he has an addiction, and that addiction transfers to her, uh-huh. and so these systems led her to need an escape, and she hasn't got out of the dis- the search for es- escapism. She hasn't dealt with it.
1: Has she ever went? <coughs> I know we're talking about mental health. Has she ever sought? Do you know if she sought out like therapy or anything like that?
0: No, because my mother's old school. Therapy is for white people. Or I don't have insurance. I can't afford no fucking therapist. Right. Paying a white motherfucker to listen to my problems for $100 an hour. What the fuck? yeah, yeah. That's how much <laughs> it was for me. Yeah. Mine was yeah. 75 yeah, I believe. But I got my letter. When I can just go fucking get high, get the fuck out of here. Right. <laughs> you know, it's so many things that stops that kind of conversation. And so, um, you know. We gotta make sure that th- we dismantle these systems so that and protect our, girls our women and protect our women so that our girls <coughs> and our women are not um, raised to look for this escape. So mm-hmm. it is one thirty. So I'm we know Yeah. So I want to let y'all know that I will be in New York in new york on the 21st for the pod and live that tea with queen and jay our um lovely podcast that we are a fan of they are throwing one of their annual events and i will be there on the 21st at the pod and live. You can search the hashtag on Twitter to see the location. If you are in New York, I would love for you to come out and support. Um, make a reservation. They have all the links and everything on their Twitter. Um, pod and live, P O D I N L I V E N Y C. pod and Live. So check me out there. Also, me, Mia, and Z hopefully, right? We are going to be in Dallas. At the end of the month, um, the um, Black Trans Advocacy Conference is the 25th through the 29th. 29th? Yes. And I am the keynote speaker there in Dallas. And I would love for you guys to come out and support us. If you are in the Dallas area or want to come out, make sure you fly or make the drive and come and see us there. We will be there um, we might even do a live show. So, oh, you that know, would be cute. let's see how it goes. All right. So this was a show. Have a great day.
1: Good night. Good morning. <laughs> Bye,
0: y'all. Bye y'all. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's Plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all.
2: And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We'll be posting exclusive content every Thursday so you definitely don't want to miss out.
1: You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at DiamondStyles at gmail.com. That's d i a m o n d s t y l e s
0: at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You gonna say bye, Mia?
2: Oh, bye, y'all. Oh. <laughs>
0: Every little thing's gonna be (laughs) alright.